What's up, guys? It is Hot Take with that Hot Take here. Yep. Welcome to episode 134 of GMT. Yep, 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 Let's yep. get straight into the news. So the first question is, uh, Russell Westbrook, because uh-huh. Russell Westbrook's now a Clipper. What are your thoughts about his time as a Clipper so far? I think a lot of undue blame is being put on him uh, for a lot of things that the Clippers are bad. They're not a good team. And their depth is really, really bad. Paul George has been lacking, and I think Westbrook is being treated as a scapegoat when really he was brought in as an ancillary piece. Hmm. Come on. Stop doing this to him. You can't put all the blame on Westbrook. Yes, he's been poor, but he was brought in as an, a depth piece. He was brought in to spell guys, not to be the final missing piece to a championship squad. Come on, you're not getting 2017 Westbrook anymore, and you know it. So stop, stop doing this, because it's really, it's really not helping anybody. Like we're, I swear, sports media. Well, nowadays just ignores context entirely. That, that's just my thing. Well, I mean, I suppose it's not his fault. Right now they're 0-5 in the first five games of his arrival. I don't think it's connected to him. They were The Clippers were middling around 500 anyway before he got there. Um, they make too many turnovers. They don't play defense. The Golden State game the night before clearly was an indicator of the wheels coming off very quickly. They got outscored completely in the second half, and they were non-existent. So they're a sloppy team with the ball. They don't protect the ball. They turn the ball over a lot, and it shows. And I don't think there's anything that at this point they can do to fix it. I don't know if he should be starting. He seems to be starting in all of these games. He maybe should be off the bench like when he was at the Lakers. I don't know. Yeah, like you, you should, they should bring him off the bench. But I think it has a lot more to do with just their depth. It's not that great. And honestly, I don't think Kawhi and Paul George work together whatsoever. I saw glimpses of it in the bubble, and now I can confirm it. This duo is a failure. It's either one or the other, mm. and it's not working with both. Well, I don't I'm, I don't see them making a move to either one of those guys going. I think right now they need to... Sh- well, how much picks did they invest in George? Five well, first-rounders plus a pick swap. I think everything has to happen slowly. I think right plus now... Plus SGA. I'd say right now they have to right the ship and try to stay above water because right now they're, they're slipping to the seventh spot. So they could potentially fall out of that top spot and fall into play-in status. So at this point, they need to get a win I mean, let's start with let's start with a win, and everything else maybe works itself out. Yeah. Okay. Next question. How did the Suns look with Kevin Durant in his first game? Looking good. It's only been two games. Yeah. It's only been two games, but everything seems to be really relaxed. I mean, look, their first game was against the Charlotte. This next game was against the Bulls. Where they won, they won by twenty one. So, Pu. So, I mean, not, I mean, I don't know if you can raise the I bar guess, against the Hornets and the Bulls. I guess a blatantly. <laughs> uh, I don't even think Charlotte's tanking this year. They just suck. They just stink. They just stink. They just stink. They're not tanking. They no, just, they, just they just stink. stink. And the Bulls are just middling. They just so, stink too. Yeah. So just say it. They stink. Yeah, they do. Yeah, come on. Another middling. They, they stink. They do, so the Bulls do so suck. it's two and zero oh against two teams that really. 
aren't playing for a lot. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. I suppose it means that... Look, I, I suppose if we want to unpack it even further, Kevin Durant's legacy, in my opinion, is he had a chance in Brooklyn to actually do something quite extraordinary. Yeah. Which would have been what? You know what? I know Tyree's gone. I know James is gone. I'm still here. Let's think about I want to stay here let's, and let's, build something. Let's think about this, right? And I've heard so much discourse. I've heard so many damn old heads criticize Kevin Durant. And I'm just uh, like, and, and he's sick of it. And honestly, the noise is ridiculous telling him that, oh, we're going to give you credit if you win a championship, if you go Scoot Henderson. Come on. Really? You really? You can't? Like, think about this, right? If he wins a championship with a, if he if his foot is a little bit shorter and isn't on the three point line against the Bucks, they probably win that championship. To be honest, really, yeah, they that's pro- it. They probably win that championship. He was a foot away. Yeah, but he wasn't. So that that's yeah. that's besides they, the point. They probably win that championship. They probably get Kyrie and uh, Harden back healthy, and they probably win the championship. And if it wasn't for Budenholzer, um. But Budenholzer being saved by talent, they probably win that series well, still. Well, last year was no excuse. They got swept. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just I just need to, in my opinion about Kevin Durant, it's, it's clear to me that, you know, Brooklyn was too much drama. He didn't want the drama. He wants to be on a team where he doesn't have to carry the load. Yeah. He doesn't have to be the guy. Mm-hmm. And that's some people. Some people want to be the man, and some people don't. Yeah. And that, that's my opinion of Kevin Durant is – he had a chance, I think, to say, you know what, I want to stay in Brooklyn and get a championship here. It's New York after all. And no, he went, okay, I'm well, good, well, I'm good well, to go. Well, think about what pieces he, he he was left with once Kyrie got traded. Oh, uh, well, I, I, I just think it was, I mean, not, look, it, it's, 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 as far as I'm concerned, it's championship or bust now. And I'm now. sick of... It's I'm, championship or bust now. Yeah, of course it That's is. That's kind of it. Of course it is. This and is, I'm, you know... But I'm sick of people saying, oh... Oh, he keeps on forming super teams. That that may be true. No, he's part of a super. No, not forming yeah, anything. Yeah, no NBA t- NBA superstar or generational talent in NBA history has gone without help to win a championship. Many have tried. Many, all of them have failed. LeBron took a bunch of Make a Wish kids to the finals in 2007, and he got swept by the Spurs, who were prime. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That was the only time that that. He that anyone has really gotten that far on their own. Bill Russell, Kareem, all of those I guys know. had The help. list goes on. So I'm sick of people trying to say that. Okay. All right, go ahead. Uh, next question. Okay for Jason Kidd to call out the Mavericks team after recently losing to the Lakers. Uh, I think so. Um, I think so. And if you look at Luca and Kyrie's time together so far, they, one and re- four. they recently got a win. They so barely got one. Two and five. Two and five. Two yeah. and five together. Okay. And all of those losses have been in crunch time. They need to figure it out, and they need to figure it out now. Who's going to get the ball when push comes to shove? They need to figure it out because Kyrie's not staying. Kyrie is not staying in Dallas. It's as simple as that. And they need if this is going to be a rental, Jason Kidd needs to say, figure it out. Who is going to get the ball when push comes to shove? Okay. Who is going to make that crucial play when it gets down to those final minutes? Because if they do this in the playoffs, 
They're not going anywhere. Mm. They're not even going to match last year's watermark of going to the Western Conference Finals. Um, that's not going to happen this year. I'm here to. I'm, I'm going to say it first. I'll say it forward right now. The Mavericks getting to the, that point again. It won't happen this year. Just for starters. Uh, secondly, this team doesn't play defense. Okay, yeah. you don't hear about you don't you don't quite associate Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving with being part of any NBA first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh team all defense. Never because they don't play defense. Yeah. Okay, so what you have now is a Mavericks team that already didn't play defense with two superstars that want the ball and score but don't play defense. So that's what's going on here. And yeah, you're right. Kyrie's not going to be there come summertime. He's going to be looking to go somewhere else. So yeah. they only have him for now, and this is the time. And I, and I think that Jason Kidd, who in his and in his time was a defensive point guard. You know, yeah. yes, he had some offensive skills, but he he prided himself on stealing the ball on defense, and he doesn't have that in this team, yeah. unfortunately. And they got well, they just got look, by the look, the they, Sixers. They just tra- got by they them. They traded one of their best defenders in Dorian Finney-Smith in that Kyrie trade. Oh, well, so they they they, they went they look they 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 gave up a lot to get him here, but I don't think it's going to result in much. I think the Mavericks are going to be hanging around that sort of four you know five six spot, and they're not going to get to the, they're not going to get they're not going to get there this time because if the Mavericks somehow get to Phoenix and play Phoenix again, I think it's a different story if well, you have you, Kevin you, Durant there. However, you're only thinking about the pieces that uh, think about the pieces that were on last year's Mavericks playoff. No, Jalen Brunson. More Jay- important, Jalen Brunson, uh, the guys that are missing: Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Dorian Finney-Smith are all gone. Mm-hmm. Like so, now you have the rest of those guys who were on that team originally: Luca and uh, Kyrie. So it's not that big of a difference. So maybe something happens, maybe, but they got to figure it out. It's yeah. as simple as that. Okay, next question for me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, can the Lakers make the playoffs without LeBron? No. Absolutely not. What else can I say about it? I mean, you know, when you had LeBron James grabbing his foot during that Dallas Mavericks game, and he said, "I, I heard, I felt something pop." That can't be right when you're when you're holding your right foot and you look up and tell your teammate, "I felt something pop." So yeah. it's cruel irony, right? You look at the front office of the Lakers scrambling, right? They bring in Rui Hachimura, they bring in D'Angelo, they bring in. Beasley, they bring in Vanderbilt. They make moves to work around AD and LeBron, and then what happens? And this is the this is another season of LeBron getting hurt. This is this is LeBron's correct me if I'm wrong fifth season with the Lakers. Yeah, and in with the exception of the bubble year, he's been injured at this time well, every even, single even, year. Even before the NBA went on hiatus, him and AD had injuries at points in time throughout. I know, that but season. this is, seems to be a pattern with him toward the end of the season. And the worst part about it is they brought these guys in to, uh, you know, to be splashed around LeBron and AD. So this is a, a harder road for the Lakers to get to. And then I'm pretty sure AD didn't play tonight over there. So again, I don't see the Lakers even getting to a play-in without LeBron. And you know, it's another injury. They, they said it's indefinite. So I'd say it's a no. I'd say this is this is what fans should fear. You know, and that's what I said earlier early in the podcast, right? Celebrate the fact that LeBron is now the all-time leading scorer because that's about it. It's, it's, it's all you have. It's, it's not looking good, Brev. <laughs> it's not looking good. That's all I'm saying about the Lakers. It's not It's not looking good, Brev. That's it. Because 
they're, they're just an amalgamation. Like, no matter what they... This team, this Lakers team is structurally flawed. You can't, like, they just keep adding duct tape to a dam that is breaking at the seams. Mm. And it's built around two pieces who can't stay on the court at the same time. And when they do, they're either inconsistent or too injured to do, to be fully productive at the same time. Mm. Oh, well. So, it's a big when, no. when the blow-up comes, and it's not well, a it's matter of here. if... It's not a matter of if it's when they completely dismantle. It's going to be a long, hard rebuild for the for the Lakers, and it's going to be worse than the last one. Oh, well, let's move on. Moving on. Next question yeah. for me. You have it for me. No, you got that for me. Uh, okay, yeah. 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 Um, oh, sorry. What, what does the recent reports about Russell Wilson's uh, diva-like behavior say? So this is reported that, first of all, you know, he – really, at the time when he was with the Seahawks, sought to get out of his way to get Pete Carroll fired. And then reportedly, you know, at Denver, he has his own office, which is not connected anywhere to the team, and, uh, you know, had his own sort of entourage with him, all this other stuff. But apparently, Sean Payton's come out and said, nah, that's not going to happen anymore. You know, you know, your guys aren't going to be here, and so on and so forth. What does that say? It's very surprising, because, like, I never saw Wilson as the guy to be to be acting like that. Seriously. I like I know quarterbacks can be very egotistical at times, but I didn't see Wilson as the, that type of dude to be um to be so entitled as to have your own office. I mean, considering the fact, let's just think about the history here. Pete Carroll was the one who kind of gave Russell Wilson his chance. Yeah. Cuz let's I mean, I'm going to take it back to a few years where Matt Flynn Matt Flynn. I mean, a big shout-out to Matt Flynn if he's still counting his money. Matt Flynn was a backup to Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay, right? And had one hell of a game as Aaron Rodgers was injured. And suddenly, teams perked up. And one of the teams that perked up happened to be the Seattle Seahawks. And they said, we want to sign this Matt Flynn. Let's bring him. Let's sign him to a contract. And they did. And suddenly, out of nowhere... Wait a minute, this other guy, this Russell Wilson guy seems better than Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn is gone. I think they either traded him to the Raiders or what have you. But Russell Wilson was spotted by Pete Carroll, and Pete Carroll moved him up. So the fact that, you know, the same guy who helped you out to get to where you are and to win a Super Bowl, potentially two if not for that interception, yeah. uh, you turn around and try to get him fired. Uh, Pete Carroll's still there. And you had a really dreadful season with the Buc- well, with the Broncos. It, there's the uh, there's the old adage of saying what is done in the dark always comes to the light. So I don't think anyone saw this type of behavior or, or envisioned this type of behavior out of Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think the only way stuff like that goes away and there's a there's is a, wins. You have to win now. The funny thing is, I don't think a lot of people listened when. Um, uh, Richard Sherman said he doesn't have that much of a relationship with Russell Wilson. Well, now we know why. Well, I mean, no, no, we don't know if that's all there is to. Well, I mean, I maybe, think, I think, maybe I mean, if, if he's petulant like that. Well, it, it's been knows? documented that Richard Sherman's been had beef with them even when they were teammates. But I, I just think it's funny now. It's like again, it goes back to Denver, right? Denver gave up a whole lot for Russell Wilson. Yeah. He had a craptastic season. They've given up a whole lot for Sean Payton, so let's see how it all works out. Oh, they need they, they need, need this to, to work out. Turn it around. They need this to work out. Okay. Yes. Uh Lamar Jackson wants fully guaranteed money similar to Deshaun Watson. Is he deserving of this? Absolutely he is. Absolutely. 
Lamar Jackson is deserving of this. They've built their entire offensive scheme around him. Hmm. They've built their... The, the Ravens need to give him the money. Where else are they going to find a guy like him? What, discount Lamar Tyler Huntley? He's only going to take you so far. What? Where are you going to find another quarterback like Lamar in today's game? Really? Like, I know quarterbacks can be elusive in today's game. But where are you... How are you going to find another quarterback like Lamar on the fly right now? Seriously. Tyler Huntley's only going to take you so far. Your turn. <laughs> Uh, you were going, you were going pretty well. Uh, uh, bring back Elvis Gerbach. No, sorry, uh, that's too. That's way too. That's way too far. Vinny's too old too. Vinny Desiberti. Uh No, I don't know. I, I mean, he just hasn't stayed on the field enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, the longer this goes on, uh, Lamar Jackson's resume is, is is decent, but you know what? We're gonna have this conversation if he's able to play. In a in very important games, and so the last couple seasons he's been MIA because of injuries, and so I don't, I not I don't know what the holdup is. Is it the holdup from Lamar's side? You don't see that on the Ravens side. I mean, John Harbaugh can't stop talking about how much they want him back. Management seems to be there talking to him about that. So the question really is, is Lamar Jackson holding this whole thing up? And if he is, he's I mean, who else? Where is he going to go? You know, where is he going to go? Who wants him for the money he's going to want to command? Yeah. So it's about get this done so you can get on with, so you can get on getting better and shut people up because yeah. you're going to take it somewhere else now because you're in, a, you're in a conference where all the good teams are ahead of you right now. Yeah. So that, that's all there is to it. Yeah. All right. Moving on. on. Your turn. Okay. Uh, the commanders cut Carson Wentz. Are you surprised? Absolutely not. He stunk up the joint. Stunk up the joint. This is it. That's it. He's P-U. done. I think, I think. You. I think he'll. You'll see him in a, uh, in a jet in a, uniform. Ah, ah, ah. How funny would that be? He'll, you'll, no, you'll see him as the uh, next MVP of the XFL. Oh, maybe. Maybe because this dude. Yeah, I don't. Jesus, I don't know what happened. Just from a crater that, fall. from 2017 to now. But this dude looked legit back then. Now uh, he's just fallen harder than Carthage. Um. Mm, uh, I'm slightly surprised because you know Daniel Schneider was salivating over this. Oh God! You know he was that the one guy, who he's, he's one. Of, in more I, of course he is. But I don't even want to talk about. I know. That, I know. I'm just saying it was. No, no. I don't even. I'm just, I'm just mentioning the fact that he was the one who's. Obviously high on Wentz. I don't even Obviously, Ron Rivera. I feel wasn't. I think he was more of a Heineke guy. Maybe this is. Maybe this makes you know Taylor Heineke not having to look over his shoulder every five seconds, wondering yeah. if Carson Wentz coming. Look, Carson Wentz could have stayed as a Colt if not for that final game against Jacksonville in the Urban Meyer era, yeah. where he stunk up the joint and they didn't make the playoffs. I think that was that was a turning point and. You're right. I think this is the last. I, I don't think That's it's. It. I don't think it's it for him. I don't think it's. It, I think it's it for him as a starter. Yeah. I say it's not it for him holding a clipboard and being a backup quarterback. Somewhere. Yeah, there's no way. He's I mean, he's gonna be a backup team. somewhere because he's not if you terrible. If you can't be a starter with the commies of all teams, you're in trouble. Well, I, I don't think he's done. I think he's gonna be a backup somewhere. I mean, Marcus Mariota got cut too, so yeah. that tells you that. Well, he you know, wanted out. He well, wanted out and, and well, the Falcons. On a side note, but I mean, I'm talking about, I guess we're still on the Carson Wentz. 
he'll be a backup somewhere. Or yeah. maybe a starter with the Jets. Maybe the Jets would like to surprise everybody and give him another chance. All right. Yeah, you got this from me. Yep. Um, okay, do you trade the number one pick if you're the Bears or trade Justin Fields and draft another quarterback? This is what I'm trading, the Bears are stuck I'm with. trading down if I'm Ryan Pauls. I There are so many teams that are quarterback hungry right now that want one. And you you can boon up your rebuild like that if you trade down from the number one pick right now. You know how much assets you can get back right now if you trade down? Oh, a lot. You can probably potentially get another team's first-round pick. That could be huge for your rebuild. Um, and first-round picks in the NFL are huge. So, I'd be trading down if I'm Ryan Pulse here. And I wouldn't be trading Justin Fields. We just saw glimpses this season of what he could become if he has talent around him. Now, build talent around him. That's what you traded for when you gave the Giants your first-round pick, yeah. which turned into a top-ten pick. Yeah. So, do it. Um, Trade down. Yeah. Um, I I believe that Bears need a lot more help besides quarterback. And getting a new quarterback in, I don't think, solves their problems. Their problems are deep, and they're extensive. And so, for someone like Justin Fields, who was running for his life, uh, chunking up yardage, breaking records that way uh, in order to avoid breaking legs from defensive linemen towards him. He had no offensive line. Yeah. He has no receiver depth. He's got – there's a lot of things missing. So, yeah, you're. I agree. You have that number one pick. And there are teams that are out there that are looking to the future. Maybe not right now, but other teams might make that move to get that dra- You know, get that number one pick and do it toward – put it towards something. Or the Bears can keep it. And start to work on the things they need, which is well, defense. Well, then you're overdrafting somebody. Then you're overdrafting. If you trade down, you you might be able to get the player you want that you, that you scout at the combine. There are a couple of good defensive guys who have good combines or offensive linemen. Well, I mean, they, they, well, I mean, they, they need this offensive is a, this linemen. Isn't a tackle deep draft. The one that's really the, the, this isn't a, t- a tackle deep draft. The only one that's really gotten on a lot of franchises' radars is Peter, Peter Skornsky, and he's probably going to go top ten. Well, I mean, at this point, you have the number one. You can you can trade with another team and get picks later, and you know, like you said, work down. But the Bears need to consider Justin Fields' longevity on the field yeah. going forward because the, they need to restructure that whole offensive line. All right. It's a mess. Moving on. Uh, will the Bruins make their way out of uh, out from the Eastern Conference to make the Stanley Cup? It seems. I don't look. I don't watch hockey enough. We I think we've sort of yeah. understood that. But the Bruins right now are on pace to like have almost ninety, you know, nineteen ninety eight Bulls like numbers or the, whatever year they had seventy well, the something tra- wins. The big trade they made at the deadline was for uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Who played himself out of the Red Wing system, mm-hmm. and they and they had to pay a first and a fourth, a first next year in 2024, and a fourth in 2025. That's pretty steep. They also extended somebody eight years. Oh, they extended uh, David Pasternak. Okay, there you and go. they had to get that done. David Pasternak's fantastic. Okay, so I mean, it's possible. I think. Well, it's if, a tough division if, to get out of. If the and it's look, playoffs. Look, they're. Um, uh, Toronto's not going to go away, and nor is uh, nor is Tampa. 
But if any team can do it, it's, I think it's Boston, and that that pains me to say. But the the Bruins are a damn good hockey team. But um, it, does it really matter but, to the regular season versus the play? Well, you know, uh, the NHL so. is a lot more unpredictable, so it, they need to do it this year. Because if you think about the guys they've got, uh, Bergeron's nearing the end of his career. Krejci just came back. He's like 38 right now. Um, Marchand is like 33. So their core is aging. There's a time to win the cup. It's now for the Bruins. Okay. Right now. All right. And move it, and some extra hockey. Um, does the addition of Patrick Kane elevate the Rangers' position in the division? He had his so, first game the other day, and they lost. Yeah, he didn't but, play much. But there was plenty of movement this trade deadline, and one of the teams that went all in alongside uh, the Bruins and Maple Leafs was my beloved New York Rangers, and they added some big pieces. One of them being Patrick Kane. Now he's had a bit of a checkered past couple years with the with Chicago. Uh, with but the, part with, of with the scandal, what, three Stanley Cups. With part, the, part of three Stanley Cups, and he's had a bad year. But he he's alongside a former teammate in Artemi Panarin, mm-hmm. who elevated his own game mm-hmm. in Chicago. This could be huge, and he played. He scored a hat trick recently, so he looks like this could work out for both parties. And if if you think about the Rangers' biggest struggle this year is finding um, offensive depth because mm-hmm. um, they weren't getting consistent production out, um, uh, from the likes of Lafreniere or Kako who have been struggling. Now, making this trade, they have a fully fleshed out four lines. They can roll four lines. Mm-hmm. First line, Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, and Vladimir Tarasenko. That was the other trade that they made for the Blues star who's a rental. He's a free agent this year. The, at the end of this year. But that's a huge, uh, that's a huge first line. I'm loving Tarasenko right next to Zibanejad. Um, Second line, Panarin, Trocek, and Kane. That's the first line on any other team. Uh, Trocek was their big uh, free agent pickup, and he's been fantastic this year. Their third line, their sort of um, rookie line that still needs a bit of development. Lafreniere, Cheadle, and Kako. And their fourth line of Jimmy VC, Barclay Goodrow, and Tyler Mott. VC, they were playing as a second lineman. Uh, that's... That's a sign that they needed to make some moves, and they have. And I think this puts the Rangers in good position to make a run at the Cup. Okay. We're coming to the end of our show. A few things. Seven years ago, the Mets had a starting rotation of seven. Yeah. Bartolo Colon, uh, the Dark Knight Mac Harvey, <sighs> Zach Wheeler, Noah Syndergaard, Jacob DeGrom, Steven Matz. Uh, I think we had, we're had missing one other player there, one other pitcher. But they're no more. They're all gone. They're all gone. And it's something to identify the fact. Well, Bartolo Colon. Uh, well, they also had. He um, didn't stop. He didn't stop was, playing. This anyway. was 2016. They also had uh, a young Robert Gesellman and Seth Lugo. True. Um, but I think that yeah, out of the starters, that was a starting seven. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting to note that, they, is, that those are the guys. But look. Times change. So really, now, now that's you have to. Re- that's really uh, sad to see that this team didn't. Did that year they spent as much time in the playoffs as as they did uh, the same time when they fired Willie Randolph all those years back? Yeah, Just three hours and eleven minutes, and they fired Willie Randolph at three eleven in the morning. Okay, so that that's one thing. And it's real. It's if you think about the Matt Harvey era in New York, I think of eight straight shutout innings in yeah. two thousand fifteen in the two thousand fifteen World Series. Led to a loss anyway. Yes. On an error. Yeah. I think it was I think it was Lucas Duda Duda or it was um uh Daniel Murphy. 
Made oh, that error. Okay, quick happy birthday to Eric Lindros. Turns 50 today. The oh, great, the other day. One of the great old-timers in the NHL. Finished took, his career with the Rangers. Yep, took the Flyers to multiple deep playoff runs. But head head knocks. Head knocks. That really, yeah. I think the concussions really slowed him down, and it just wasn't the same. He took the Flyers to deep runs, though, but they just couldn't make it happen. And lastly, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, 23 yep. years old. One of the great upcoming young guys in this league. I think he's going to be a cornerstone for Indiana moving forward. And uh, they did they did extend uh, uh, Miles Turner, so they're solidifying that as their young core. And I'm really excited to see what happens from there. And one other thing, just for you Met fans, uh, we didn't know this. Bobby Bonilla has a second deferred contract with the Baltimore Orioles for another $500,000 every year from next year until 2029. So the Orioles can now feel the Mets' pain as well. Well, they're already feeling that pain with uh, Chris Davis. Yeah, so more pain with Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla is going to be... not as big of a meme for the Orioles. No, of course it's bigger it for the Mets. for the Mets. Of course, but it's still money going to a guy who's no longer playing. The Chris playing. Davis one will be their version of Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh, well. There but, you go. That's it for our show. Uh, if you come from any other platform, if you come from our Super Bowl stream, welcome. Welcome. We do this thing once a week. Next week, we will have more NBA news, more NFL draft stuff mm-hmm. coming up. We're going to preview a couple of Interesting combine performance. March Madness is going to start soon. March Madness. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's going to come. What a time. Yep. And big shout out to the Regent Hotel and Sports Bar in Kingsford. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.